Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we welcome you to Listen Up, Grant Napier, right with you on this Thursday edition. You know the routine. You hit your hand icon. I put you right up on stage with me. We've got uh, NBA with two games tomorrow, the Hawks and the Cavaliers and the Pelicans and the Clippers. And then the playoffs start for real coming up on Saturday. Uh, I didn't think the Pelicans were going to win last night. I didn't think Brandon Ingram was going to play. He obviously did. That gave them a nice lift. So, again, you have Atlanta and Cleveland and the Pelicans uh, and the Clippers with the winners moving on and the losers saying uh, sayonara. So that's the uh, NBA. Speaking of the NBA, how many times have I talked about this? Seriously, how many times have I talked about getting fined and the players? Patrick Beverly fined 30 grand by the NBA today for his egregious profanity after the game against the Clippers. Yeah, you would have thought Beverly was the MVP of the Game 7 Finals. And again, I'm okay with excitement. I'm okay with passion. I mean, I really am. You know, the Timberwolves are a franchise really similar to Sacramento in terms of futility. And they want a big game. And they clinched the playoff spot. And I'm okay with passion and excitement. But, I mean, Beverly just went way overboard. You know, again, he's a former member of the Clippers. And it just it's just a bad look for the league. You know, you're a professional basketball player. You're you're a professional player making a ton of money. Act like it. You know, is it really too much to ask the players of the NBA to act professional? I mean, it's just it, it's it's just I don't even know what else to say. Where's Adam Silver? How many times have I had to talk about this? Do you ever hear Adam Silver come out and admonish the players in the NBA? No, no. I mean, Kevin Durant tells a fan to you got to shut the F up and sit down because the fan said, come on, Kevin, time to take over the game. And he turns around to the fan and says, you got to shut the F up and sit down. I mean, really? Yet, did you hear the commissioner come out after that? Nope. Did you hear the commissioner come out after Yusuf Nurkic took a fan's phone and threw it? Nope. Right? And we can go on and on. It's just never ends. And I know, I know privately the commissioner doesn't like it, but – you know, come out and take control of your league, would you please? Come out and at least make a statement about the behavior of too many of your players in the NBA. It's a bad look. It really is. It's an absolute bad look. And again, Patrick Beverly won a play-in game, okay? He, he won a play-in game. You know, it's not like the guy was the MVP of the NBA Finals. I'll tell you what would be interesting and again, it won't happen to have the Clippers beat New Orleans tomorrow and somehow end up playing Minnesota at some point in the playoffs. Again, that's not going to happen, but it would still be fun. All right, so you got Atlanta and Cleveland tomorrow. You got New Orleans uh, and the Clippers uh, tomorrow. All right, if you want to get in on the program today, again, you know the routine. Hit your hand icon uh, and we will do it. Uh, Major League Baseball, and we talked about Clayton Kershaw getting taken out of the game yesterday after the seventh inning. A perfect game going. And he was taken out after 80 pitches. So this is amazing. After 80 pitches. The uh, A's beat the Rays 6-3. to three. The uh, Mariners, four better than the White Sox. You got the Nationals and the Padres, or excuse me, and the Pirates, the Phillies and the Marlins, Blue Jays, Yanks, the Angels and the Rangers. Uh, you've got the Padres with their home opener taking on the Atlanta Braves, Detroit and Kansas City. Uh, the Cubbies are in Colorado uh, and it is the Reds and the Dodgers. I was saying this. Uh, it, can you imagine if that game had been in L.A. yesterday instead of Minnesota? 
and you take Clayton Kershaw out after seven innings throwing a perfect game and only 80 pitches? Could you imagine that? Seriously, could you imagine the fans at Chavez Ravine if they had taken him out of the game? And I wonder if Dave Roberts would have done that in a home game. You know, on the road, a little bit different. Of course, Kershaw is going to back up his manager. You know he would, but uh, I think deep down, any pitcher is going to be pissed they're getting taken out of a game after seven innings uh, throwing 80 pitchers. And I don't care if it's April or it's October. Again, that's something else I do not understand with Major League Baseball. It really is incredible to me. You know, you you got Dubin of the Giants putting a butt down on the sixth. You got Bob Melvin getting all upset. You know, it's only a nine-run game in the sixth. I say only. You know, it's an offensive league now. Sixth inning. You know, it's not like it's the ninth inning for crying out loud. So, uh, I don't know. You know, baseball, they got to find it. They got to get a grip. They really do. But I'll tell you, if you listen to the Brooklyn Nets talk about Ben Simmons, you would think that Ben Simmons is the greatest player in the history of the NBA. Yeah, I'm talking about the Ben Simmons who hasn't played one second of basketball for the Brooklyn Nets, that Ben Simmons. I mean, you know, it's amazing to hear his teammates talk about him. Like he's God for the Brooklyn Nets. And, he, you know, Nash, Durant, uh, talking about him like, you know, he's Wilt Chamberlain in his prime or something. Unbelievable. By the way, they're not expecting him uh, to play in the series coming up. All right, why don't we get to some phone calls today? We get the show rolling. Uh, you know the routine. You hit your hand icon, and uh, we will get you right on. Well, I guess I saw you want to come on. Just hit that hand icon. I'll put you right back up on stage. If you want to talk about the NBA, you want to talk about Major League Baseball, uh, how about the Green Bay Packers? They lose Devontae Adams, and now they pick up a veteran wide receiver in Sammy Watkins. Yeah, he's good. He's good. He's not Devontae Adams. I think we can all agree on that, right? He's not Devontae Adams. All right, let's get to Waggus. What's up, buddy? How are you today? Good, good. How are you? I'm good. What can I do for you? Yeah, so I actually, believe it or not, wanted to talk about uh, Ben Simmons. I mean, I just, you know, I just don't understand what the guy's problem is. First of all, Stephen A. Smith made a... Waggus. I can't hear you, buddy. Tell you what, I'm going to put you back in the audience and we'll try it again. All right, bud. Uh, I would love to know what you were going to say about Stephen A. Smith. All right. So we'll do that. We'll put you right back on again. You know, the routine, if you want to get on, hit your hand icon, Waggus, do it again. We'll try it again. All right, buddy. Uh, And we will put you on right up uh, in queue. But the the Ben Simmons situation, I, I don't understand it. I really don't. I do not understand it. I, d- I don't understand it at all. I really don't. I don't understand it. I mean, they talk about him like he's like the greatest player in the history of the Brooklyn Nets, and he hasn't played one second. Hasn't played a second. Not one second. Right? Well, I guess hit your mic icon, buddy, and I'll put you on. But as far as Simmons goes, you know, how about getting on the court and playing a little bit? Well, I guess you're back with me, buddy? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Okay, I, I really go ahead. Apologize. All right, what? So, no, no, no. What? So, what were you saying about Stephen A? Uh, so Stephen A. Smith said he hasn't played for, or I think, a year now. Simmons, or closer to like ten months, right? And, yep. And uh, you know, he doesn't understand what's obviously wrong with him. How did he hurt his back? So, so he's making a great point there. And you know, is Ben Simmons doing this on purpose so he can get his money back? To, to kind of show he he was really hurt or mental health or whatever, right? To get his money back from Philly, is that why he's sitting out right now? In, uh, in, you know what? Uh, nothing, nothing, nothing would surprise me with you know with Ben Simmons. Nothing would surprise me with this guy. I mean, you you really don't know, Waggus, what is going on. I, I are you going to try to figure out Ben Simmons? You know, he's, he's a guy that does not want to go to training camp, doesn't want to play in Philadelphia, doesn't show up. Then when he does show up, he reluctantly practices with the cell phone in the back of his sweatpants. Doc Rivers has to kick him out of practice. Can you imagine a guy coming to practice and going through the practice half-ass and he's got a cell phone, an NBA player 
back his, his cell phone <laughs> in the back of his sweatpants. No, really, what else she can, you know, and, and, and then and then Doc Rivers has to kick him out of practice. He doesn't play one second for Philadelphia. And now his agent wants the 20 million that they took from him. Like the Philadelphia 76 or stopped paying him. You know why they stopped paying him? Because he didn't go to work. Just like if you didn't go to work or I didn't go to work, guess what? We wouldn't get paid. And so Ben Simmons doesn't go to work, acts unprofessional, acts like a malcontent, does show up, then is out there half-assing it with a cell phone in the back of his sweats, gets kicked out of practice, and now they want their $20 million back? Screw him. I I, I couldn't agree. I, but I, I'm just trying to – I don't know what his problem is. He's a young kid in the NBA. I yep. mean, he's playing against – I mean, they would have – I mean, if he was out there, I really feel like Brooklyn would have a legitimate chance. Um, I just – I man, agree. You know, but but let me ask you this. Okay, so you know he is what he is. But you know, if do you think Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving can take this team deep, or do you think they just don't have enough I do. this year? No, I oh, think they really can take do. them deep. Yeah, well, listen, uh, you saw what Irving did in the play-in game the other night, and Durant is still Durant, and so yeah, they're two of the most talented players in the NBA. Uh, you have some other players that know how to play, obviously. You said deep. So, what, what's your definition of deep? Winning two rounds and getting into the conference finals? Uh, absolutely. Because Grant, there are some people uh, in the media that don't even have them beating this Boston. This, yeah. Well, if they do beat Boston and get their momentum, and then somehow Mr. Headcase Ben Simmons decides that he's going to get on the floor, uh, they could be dangerous. So here's the deal: you got a seven seed against the two seed. Let's just, for sake of argument, say that they beat the Boston Celtics, all right? Okay. The problem that I see for them would be in the next round uh, because I think Milwaukee is going to beat Chicago. So I don't know, now that I think about it, if I could, if I would pick them beating uh, Milwaukee. Uh, that would surprise me because you got the 1-8 is going to be Miami, all right? And then they play the winner of 4-5, which is Philadelphia and Toronto. You know, that's okay. a tough bracket that the Nets are in. They got to beat they got to beat Boston and then they would have to probably beat Milwaukee to get to the finals in the conference. That's not going to be easy. And and in my opinion, they should leave Ben Simmons out because, you know, you're messing around with yep. the chemistry, you know. OK, so one last thing and just switch topic. One of the uh, one of the things I, I always enjoy to listen to your show back here in Sacramento is your travel guidance. So yep. this next week uh, for first time, just like a three day getaway, I'm going to Turkey. And, oh, wow. And I'm. Yeah, and I'm flying to, uh, Turkish Airlines, and I and I know you have flown everywhere in the world. Yep. So yep. I wanted to ask you, you know, um, is that a good airline? What can I expect? Turkish or, I mean, Turkish Airlines is a great airline. Are you in coach or are you in business? Um, I'm in business. Okay, business class on Turkish Airlines is phenomenal. You're going to have a great experience, and I'm going to tell you, the lounge, the business class lounge at Istanbul Airport is top shelf. You're going to love it. Make sure on your way back you get to the airport super early, and I really mean this. Get there early so you can enjoy the lounge because when you land, you're not going to be able to go to the lounge because you're going to be going through immigration. But I'm telling you, when you leave to come back home, get to the airport a couple of hours early. And I'm not talking about like two hours early. I'm talking about four or five hours early. And you, you no, no, I guess, uh, I'm telling you, you, you have to, you, you're, he, he's, you're, he, you're laughing like I'm kidding. I'm telling you right now, get to the airport as early as you can and enjoy the lounge. The lounge at that airport is on Turkish Airlines is spectacular. You have to wow. take advantage of that. All right. And I'm telling you, when are you leaving again next week? Uh, yeah, I'm leaving on Tuesday. All right. I want you to call me when you get I want you to call me when you get back. You're going to love the business class experience. Are you flying from San Francisco? SFO, yes. Yeah, so it's about 10 hours, 11 hours. You'll get to Istanbul, uh, and then on the way back, you got to go get there early and make sure you go to the, the business class lounge at, uh, the, at, in Istanbul. It's spectacular. Perfect. And then the last thing I'll say is I know you love Singapore, so that would be my next stop, you know, next trip. Up. Well, <laughs> let me tell you something. Singapore <laughs> – no, no, no. Hey, Waggus, let me tell you something. Yeah, I know. Singapore – Singapore – you know, I told you back a couple months ago, you know, I did the longest flight in the world and yeah. it was phenomenal. And I got to tell you, my wife and I used to go to Singapore and was one of our friends. We used to, you are, you, now you're going to think I'm crazy. I would book a trip to fly hours out of our way just to hang out at the airport. So we got to Singapore airport one night at three in the morning. 
All right. And had a flight that left the next morning to go to Hong Kong. And I, instead of going from San Francisco or San Francisco to Hong Kong, which you could have done nonstop, I went to Singapore, which is uh, three hours south of Hong Kong, just so we could hang out in the airport for a couple of hours at the lounge uh, at, at that airport. And that airport, Changi Airport in Singapore is unbelievable. Now, I don't know how many idiots there are around the world that will fly three hours out of their way after being on the plane for 14 hours just to hang out at the airport lounge for a couple of hours, but that's the way we roll. All right, buddy. Have a great yep. trip. All right. Well, you take care. We lost you again, so I'm letting you go. But I want to tell you, Wags, Wagus, I want you to call me when you get back on your three-day journey. That's a long way to go for three days, but I would do it. I would do it. In a heartbeat. Good job right there. I'm very impressed with you. Little business class Turkish Airlines, and you, you, you're going to go to the lounge, and you're not going to be laughing when you walk into the lounge. You're going to go, wow, Grant's right. This lounge is unbelievable. Jeff, what's going on? Hey, Grant. How, how are you? I'm good, Jeff. How are you? Not bad. Hey, I had a couple things. Talking about uh, the Ding Dong Dodgers pulling Kershaw. Can you imagine Bob Gibson or Ron Guidry or Juan no. Shell and the and the coach or the manager coming out to pull him out of the no. game. No, they wouldn't have come off. That they would have. They would have cursed at the manager to get the hell off the field. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, Roger Clemens. Uh, <laughs> any of uh, oh, especially Nolan Ryan. Try and take Nolan Ryan out of a game like that. <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, we live in a different era right now. And, uh, you know, sometimes you would go to a baseball game and you're in the middle of the week, you're watching two bad teams play. And all of a sudden in the sixth or the seventh inning, you know, where the pitcher's got a no hitter or a perfect right. game. And all of a sudden you've got a chance to watch history. And it's right. one of the great thrills to be a sports fan oh. and watch that. And now the chances of that happening is very remote. You very rarely see it anymore. Well, I'll tell you a memory of mine. I think I've told you before, my grandpa, I'm 60 years old, okay? So my yep. grandpa grew up in uh, San Francisco. He played for the San Francisco Seals, the Pacific Coast League. And he, okay. grew, up with the, he grew up with the DiMaggio's and, and all that, okay? So he took me to Candlestick Park. And my dad was Willie Mays' personal mechanic because my dad worked at Perioth in San Mateo. And Willie had a pink imperial and said, say, hey. But anyway, we were really close to the ball players and all that. Very cool. And uh, but, uh, my my grandpa. So like you're saying, when Nolan Ryan was pitching his no hitter, and I uh, one time I this is back before cell phones, of course. My grandpa had moved to Placerville. I was in the Air Force, and I called him on the phone, and we were watching inning by inning, pitch by pitch after the sixth, seventh inning and just getting so into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just yeah. No, listen, I'm, I'm, I know, I know it was, I used to do the same thing. I mean, I used to love going to games. I used to love watching baseball. Now I, I very rarely watch baseball. It turns me off. The game oh. has turned me off. It really has. I know it's ridiculous. All the analytics, yeah. all the Stupid. analytics. It's crazy. Shove, it's ruined the game. Shove those analytics up your rear. Just play ball. Hey, the other thing I got that gives me hope for the, doggone kings i mean i don't know i, I i'm just glutton for punishment but uh watching the, the pelicans i mean they don't have no big uh, they got ingram but they don't have no all-stars but yet they made the playoffs and they won their playoff game yeah uh well first of all they haven't made the playoffs yet well, they 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 have to win tomorrow against the Clippers. So let's not get carried away. Winning a play-in game as yeah. a uh, as a nine seed, ten seed. That right. that's not that that I'm sorry. That's not making the playoffs. Now, if they win tomorrow against the Clippers, then I would agree with you. That's making the playoffs. But they haven't made the playoffs yet. And and again, not to be. They only won 36 games this year. All right, let's right. not let's not let's not get carried away well, here with the New Orleans Pelicans. They won 36 games, which means they lost 46 games. Right, you're right, you're right. But I was just looking at the the nucleus of the team, trying to compare it, see if the Kings could at least make the damn playoffs or something. I mean, I mean, with Sabonis in there and and with Mitchell, and they might have a, a, some something of a nucleus that could get them at least, you know, to an eight spot or get in the, you know, quit, you know, end this goddamn drought. You know. Good luck. Ridiculous. Yeah, you better get a new owner. 
Oh, well, we know that that's, yeah. No, I'm serious. You better get a new owner if you think you're going to make the playoffs because uh, I, I don't see it happening with Vivek Ranadive as the owner. So, I mean, it, it, you know, the article in the Sacramento Bee on Sunday painted a perfect picture of what's wrong with the Sacramento Kings. I mean, well, Jason Anderson Jason Anderson wrote a phenomenal column on Sunday. Uh, everything in there was spot on, except for I do not agree with the minority owner's assessment of what's going on now. I, I disagree with that, but everything else was spot on. Yeah, I seen it. And did you see, didn't they get rid of their media? I seen on the news the other night where they let uh, about three or four people go, and I think one of them was the media relations person. I didn't see that. I didn't know they let go of the media relations person. I'd have to look it up. I didn't see that. I know they did not re, uh, renew the contract of Ken Catanella, you know, an right. assistant GM. He would have been with the team for a number of years. I was very disappointed by that. I've always liked Ken. I've always respected Ken, but he'll get a job in the league uh, in the not too distant future. But you said they let off four. They, it, they, it they let like, go. Of, it yeah. was like after that article came out and I was watching Channel 40 News and uh, one of they were, it was that Monday or Tuesday, and they let like four people go in the office, uh, three or four people go in the office. So he, I didn't probably, see that. He was probably, his ego was probably hunting for the person with the inside story or the whoever leaked the information. Uh, again, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to say on that. And I, I don't, I, listen, I think I know who the, uh, uh, source was in that story, but I'm not going to say because I could be wrong. And I don't, if I, if I knew for sure, mm-hmm. then I would, I would tell you who it was, but I don't know for sure. And I do not want to put out information that's not factual. So I'll keep it to myself, but I believe I know who the source was in that story. Right. Right. Well, if I find an article, I'll send it to you. I'll, I'll DM you with the, who got really, but I pretty sure it was somebody in the media sec, uh, uh, related to the Kings from that next day. So he was probably teed off. Again, I don't know. I can't comment on it because, uh, all right, here we go. All right. I got it right here. Media relations director, Alex, uh, Alex was let go. And wow. Head athletic trainer, yes. Joe. Yes. Wow. Yes. yes. Well, yes. That surprises me. Uh, if they were smart, they would hire Pete Youngman back. That's what they should do. They right. should have never fired. They should. Well, he didn't fire him, but they should have never let Pete go in the first place. But if they were smart, they would. Ha- they would bring back Pete Youngman. Right, right. But anyway, the media person was very next day after that article came out. Yeah. You know, listen. Uh, I like Alex as a person. Uh, he had been there for three years. He, in my opinion, he was a little over his head in that job. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. And again, I have nothing against him. I like him. Good guy, but I think he was a little over it. Uh, their assistant media relations director, Rashawn, should have gotten the job ahead of Alex. And it was a travesty when he didn't. So, you know, again, everything in that organization is so screwed up. They never make the right decision. I mean, it's a joke. I mean, it's an absolute joke. I mean, you know, you you had the best trainer in the NBA and Pete Youngman. And you, when you lose people like Pete Youngman in your organization, you don't become a better organization. You become a worse organization. Yeah, don't why fix something that ain't broke? Thank you, because you have an owner. Because you have an owner uh, in Vivek Ranadive who thinks he has reinvented the wheel, and he's got he knows more than the trainers, he knows more than the general manager, he knows more than the coach, and it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. It really is. It's a it's a travesty. Well, I think he's trying to keep up with the Warriors where he came yep. from, and he can't yep. do it. And in all fairness, Vivek wanted Pete Youngman to stay on, uh, but Pete was not going to work under the circumstances that Vivek was trying to create. In other words, Vivek did want Pete to stay on at the end. Uh, They even had a conversation, uh, but Pete could not work under that environment that was created by Vivek and his absurd hiring practices as it related to the athletic department of the Sacramento Kings. It was, it it was ridiculous. And you made a good point. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, we know their, their uh, physical, the therapy don't let never worked on Bagley. (laughs) Well, 
Yeah, you get you can't blame that on the trainers. I mean, when you get hurt, when you get hurt, when you, I know when you get hurt putting your clothes on in the morning, you're probably not going to be very good in professional sports. So you can't you can't blame that on the trainers. You know what I'm saying? I was being facetious. I know I'm being facetious too. All, All right, right, be good. Take, Take care. Bye. You know, Jeff talks about you know that era of Major League Baseball. And Willie Mays and those players. You know, I grew up, show you how old I am, I grew up watching Mickey Mantle play at Yankee Stadium. And we used to fight in Little League to see who got to wear number seven. I mean, it was a big deal as a little kid to get to wear jersey number seven, wear Mickey Mantle's number. Everybody wanted to wear number seven. You know, not every single kid playing Little League in the state of New York can wear number seven. All right? But we all wanted to wear number seven. And I always told you, we used to go to bat day every, every year, and you would be crushed hurt you would be like devastated if you walk through the turnstile and they handed you a bat and it didn't have mickey mantle's signature on it if you got horace clark's bat you know you were like no nah, i don't want it you know if you got if you got a bat and it said tom tresh who is the shortstop you're like no nah, i don't want it you know if you got <laughs> if you got a bat that had mickey mantle's signature they should have just made all the bats mickey mantle's because that's all anybody wanted but it didn't work out that way i used to love going to bat day at yankee stadium can you imagine the bat day now? You'd have like, you know, probably a thousand fatalities. You hand out bats now at, at professional sporting events. Could you imagine them hanging out? <laughs> Seriously? Could you imagine <laughs> handing out bats now? Are you kidding me? Marty, you're on with Grant. Marty, thanks for calling the show. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good, Marty. What's going on? Hey, um, just wanted your opinion on something more of a hypothetical situation, but with the play-in games kind of wrapping up and the playoffs really starting tomorrow, do you feel as a Kings fan and a Kings organization, you're keeping a real close eye on that Utah Jazz series? Personally, I feel like the Utah Jazz out of any team in either side has the most pressure on them. They've had that core group for several years now. Um, Quinn Snyder's had some questionable uh, moments. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert have definitely had some, some altercations here in the past. And I feel like if, they can't get past Dallas or even after that. I feel like that could be a, a huge situation that blows up. And Donovan, you're talking about Quinn. You're talking about Quinn Snyder, or you're talking about some of the players? Uh, some of the players, yeah. But I, if, if they can't get it done, I, I see a situation where Quinn Snyder is gone. I can see Donovan Mitchell requesting out, and I can see that thing blowing up real fast. And with the picks that Monty saved, and he's got a couple assets, I think uh, that could be a piece that I mean any team would want, but. Yeah, uh, anybody would want Donovan Mitchell. You know, it's interesting. We talk about the Jazz, and yet they won 49 games this year. You know, the benchmark for a really, really good team is 50, and they were right under that. I guess we're comparing them to last year when they were the number two seed, and now they're the fifth seed. It's a very good question. You know, the thing about Dallas right now is the uncertainty around Luka Doncic with his calf strain. And I think this is a toss-up type of a series, this Dallas-Utah series, and I think the uncertainty with Luka – uh, this is going to be a very interesting series to keep on. You do not mess around with calf strains. And a calf strain can go from really – it can go from bad to worse in a hurry. So that that is a, that could be a real factor in this series. But you make a good point. If the Jazz lose in the first round, they're probably going to make some big-time changes in Utah. That's very very good point on your part. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw the press conference with Monty McNair. Um, he did say he wanted to make a very thorough search for a coach. I didn't take much out of that. You know, that's kind of a, a real media answer. And besides, I doesn't really matter who's coaching that Kings team, you know, as long as Vivek's running it, you know, that's the real coach behind behind. Well, you're exactly right. You just hit it right on the head. As long as Vivek is the managing general partner, it really doesn't matter who the coach is. You're 100% correct. And the reality is it doesn't matter who coaches the Kings. First of all, they need to really upgrade their talent. I'm not sure there's a coach in the NBA that could come in with the existing roster and make it into the playoffs. I just don't see it. So you're, you're, you're exactly right. Yeah. So I wouldn't mind, you know, Snyder being the, the head, the new coach of, of Sacramento. Um, I think he has, you know, he's, he's kind of failed in, in previous playoff series, but you know, I feel like that's a good head coach to try to hire and go after. But in your opinion, who do you think? Cause mine, I feel like the jazz, you know, it's, it's either this is it or, or nothing else. What team do you see having the, the most pressure on them? Well, I'll tell you, you just made a great point. Uh, as it is, 
and a coach in Quinn Snyder. Um, I also think what's going on in Boston is interesting. They're now the number two seed at 51 and 31, and they have played very well. And now they go head to head with Brooklyn. Yudoka is a guy that I think is going to be a really good coach. So it's not going to be him. Although I do think Boston as an organization has the pressure on them. I don't think there's a team in the league. And I think you make a great point. That's got more pressure on them than Quinn Snyder and the jazz. I, I think you're right on Monty Williams. Obviously doesn't have it. Memphis doesn't Steve Kerr doesn't uh, Jason Kidd might have some pressure on him. I mean, what would happen if Luca plays and Dallas loses in the first round of the playoffs? That would be four straight years that Luca has not advanced out of the first round of the playoffs. So, yeah. but I, I, again, Jason Kidd's coming back after one year, but it, you bring up a great question. I got to tell you, I, I think you've hit it right on the head. I think you're spot on with the Jazz. They probably have the most pressure on as an organization, particularly the coach. I think that's a good job on your part. Yeah, I, I originally thought Boston, too. Um, they've had Jason Tatum and Brown there for several yep. years. But with them playing Brooklyn in the first round, I don't think anyone would be surprised if that series goes either way. Um, you're going against Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, you know. No one wants to lose in the first round, yep. but that's not a bad team to lose into the first round. But All right, let me throw a name. Yeah, no, let me throw a name out at you. I didn't mean to interrupt you, so I apologize for that. Let me throw a name out. What happens if Philadelphia – and Doc Rivers loses in the first round to Toronto? The way I see it, um, James Harden and Doc Rivers have individual pressure on them, but not team pressure. James Harden made a situation where he left Brooklyn. He's got to get it done as as a man now. He's always disappeared in the playoffs from his Houston days. Um, but And Doc Rivers, you know, everyone's questioning, can he win the big games? Can he win the big games? He has the most game seven losses in NBA history, if that's – if I got mm-hmm. that right. But yes, he does. I feel like that's more individual pressure and not team and organization pressure, if that makes sense. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapists anytime for no additional charge get it off your chest with better help visit betterhelp.com slash grant today to get 10 percent off your first month that's better help h-e-l-p.com slash grant okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, I would be interested. I'll tell you, I could see Doc Rivers not being back in Philadelphia if they lose in the first round to Toronto. I really could. I, I could see that happening. I see James Harden leaving and Doc Rivers leaving. I can see both of them leaving, but I see Embiid still staying there. He's the core. He is that franchise. So even see, they- I, I I don't agree with you. I don't think Harden leaves. Daryl Morey uh, just mortgaged the future of that franchise to get Harden. Right. There's no way in the world that Morey is going to trade Harden. I don't You're see right. that being a possibility. I really don't. You're right. I, I totally forgot Morey's the uh, the man over there, and uh, that that's that's the dynamic yep. duo over there. No matter where they go, they're always going to end up together. That's correct. Yeah. Thanks for your time, Grant. Appreciate you. Hey, Marty. Appreciate you too, man. Always good hearing from you. All right. If you want to come on next, all you got to do is hit your hand icon. Raise your hand, and I will put you right on. It's always a good call with Marty. That's good stuff right there. Um, I, I, there's no way James Harden's leaving Philadelphia with Dale Morey there. I could see Doc Rivers being on the move. I mean, it's, it, it, if again, if, and I'm only saying if, 
if Philadelphia does not get out of the first round, I could see Doc not being back in Philadelphia. And, you know, Doc's got the championship in Boston, but let's be honest, you and I could have coached that Celtics team. When you look at the talent, you had Rondo, you had Ray Allen, you had KG, you had Paul Pierce. I mean, you know, he had he had Blake Griffin and Chris Paul and DeAndre Jordan in their prime year after year after year in L.A. and couldn't make it out of the second round, right? Couldn't make it out of the second round. To me, the Sixers and Doc Rivers, that would be a very interesting story Something to really keep your eye on if, if Brooklyn, or excuse me, if Philadelphia loses in the first round of the playoffs. Very interesting. And I tell you, James Harden to me, he'll be good until there's a big game and then he'll melt. But Embiid should be able to take over this series. He really should. I mean, the guy had an absolutely phenomenal year. And, you know, Marty was talking about Luka Doncic. I mean, who knows what's going on with Luka. But I do know this. Calves are nothing to mess around with. And a calf strain, that is nothing to mess around with at all. It could be a real issue for the playoffs. You know, I know a lot of people are criticizing Jason Kidd and the Mavs for having Luka play in the final game. I'm I'm not criticizing him. You know why? Because what is professional sports about? It's about the fans, right? And without the fans paying a fortune to go to games and spending, you know, $10 for, you know, a carton of popcorn and $15 for a beer, then there is no professional sports. And so they're entertainers, players. They get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars a game to entertain the fans. So, yeah, it's unfortunate that he got a calf strain. And people said, well, he should have been playing some meaningless game. No, I think he should have been playing because you have a week off between your last game and your first game, which is a lot of time for an NBA player. And, oh, yeah, by the way, you have an obligation and a responsibility, in my opinion, to perform for the fans that are paying an absurd amount of money to go to the games. I shouldn't say an absurd amount of money. Every team's different, so I'll leave that word out. But I think you get my drift. You get my drift. And the playoffs are different this year because of the play-in tournament. So your last game is on Sunday, and then you don't play again until Saturday or Sunday. You know, If you don't play in that game, you're going to give a guy nine or ten days off? It's too much. Too much, in my opinion. All right, let's get to some more phone calls right here on this Thursday edition of Listen Up, and we get to Alfred. Hey, Al, how are you today? I'm good, Nate, but it's raining out here, so we yeah, need Yeah, it's it. good, man. It. Yep, absolutely. I'm happy it's raining. You do need it. Yeah, um, you know, I, I, I listened to your – I went to YouTube. Uh, Jerry kind of triggered my memory. I'd forgotten that you were had the interview with Larry Kruger. Uh, yes, you know, on his YouTube show, and wow, now you guys, you just ninety minutes. It was you just poured everything. It was a good interaction. I mean, he looked really happy. You know, I could see you guys. He looked yep. really happy to be talking to you, and his memories of how you, in his story about how you he you helped him and get his foot in the door. That was some good stuff, man. I really well, I appreciate it. it. You know, Larry and I are going to do the YouTube live again on Monday and see how it goes. We're going to be doing it Monday at 10 a.m. And as I said on that interview uh, where he had me on the show, I have a lot of respect for Larry. Larry's big time in the Bay Area. And I think Larry and I, I think Larry and I could have a kick-ass show if we did it together. I really do. I think we could really make something huge. Not, not to brag, but I mean... You know, I'm a, I was a big fish in a small pond in Sacramento, and Larry is a big fish in a big pond in the Bay Area. And I think we could, I think we could just absolutely dominate Northern California if we got together. So I'm, I'm very anxious to see how it goes. I haven't, I'm keeping all my doors open. I'm looking at all kinds of opportunities and possibilities. I've always yeah. been a big fan of Larry's, and I think we could have an amazing show together. Hell, heck yeah! And I was looking at the comments as you guys were talking. You can see that. Yep. The comments on the side in the sidebar, and people say, "Oh, we miss you guys. You guys are, you know, so much. You've 
already spoken to this. Now, what happened with, I mean, I'm from the Bears. I don't know. I don't know. I thought he was, honestly, I thought Larry Kruger was the best thing going yeah. On KMBR, I thought he was their best guy, the most opinionated, most knowledgeable. And yeah. I don't know what the hell happened. I'm with you on that. I, I did not understand that. I did not understand why Larry Kruger was let go at KMBR. It made ab- absolutely no sense to me uh, at all. So uh, I, I don't know. I haven't asked Larry. I will ask him eventually, but, you know, I haven't asked him. And, you know, I, I really do appreciate the comments uh, that were left uh, on the yeah. YouTube channel after we were on because I appreciate that. I appreciate you, you know, talking about it. And again, we'll be doing the show yeah. again Monday, Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific uh, on the uh, live on YouTube. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. I'm going to turn in. Now. So will this be maybe a, a weekly, a weekly? Yeah, if we can get a sponsor, all right. If we, if Larry and I can get a sponsor, then yes. We'll, we'll, we'll make it a weekly thing. So, you know, uh, not to, but I don't want to sound callous here. Most of the things that I'm doing right now, I'm not getting paid for. And, you know, I got to start making some money here. So if we can get a sponsor, then yes, absolutely. Larry and I will do it every week. You know, my, my thing with you has always been, you know, uh, the network, the, the station tabbed you to uh, sub in for Jim Rome. That's a national yep. <laughs> sports uh program that speaks to yep. your overall knowledge of, of yeah, like my, 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 yeah, my station had nothing to do with that. That was, uh, Jim Rome's, uh, executive producer, oh. uh, Craig kitchen. Craig kitchen is the one that reached out to me, uh, and had me, I think I did the Jim Rome show for over 15 years. It yeah. was a phenomenal, it was phenomenal, but K H to K had nothing to do with me doing the Jim Rome show. It was all the Jim Rome's people. Let me ask you then. Uh, so if that's the case, is it, it possible you could still do Rome? Somebody, somebody? Well, you know, well, you know, while I'm a racist, I don't know if you know that or not, but I'm a racist, you know? And so, you know, people don't want to hire me because, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm obviously have some real issues. So, uh, who knows? Who knows? Let me ask you the, the gentleman whose name you just spoke to, he was the one who re- he liked you. Obviously he, he knew your work. I mean, you can't, you can't Jim Rome show. I, it's a nationally, it's a huge show. It's yeah, yeah. Listen, fun. Craig Kitchen, Craig, Craig Kitchen's great. He's been great to me. He reached out to me after I yeah. lost my jobs. He, uh, he was one of the first people to reach out to me and told me right. how ridiculous it was and uh, everything else. But, you know, again, I, I don't make that decision. That's up to them. If they want me to come back, uh, I would obviously love to do it. I enjoy doing it. And I'm never going to say never, but Craig Kitchen was great to me. And Craig's a, a huge name in the radio industry. I mean, a, anyone in the radio industry knows who Craig Kitchen is. And he was he, he always loved me, he used to compliment me on the shows I did. He yeah. would send me emails saying, hey, you were great. Really enjoyed it. Can you do the show next week? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I enjoy doing the show for Jim Rome. But it's up to them. If they want me back, they have my information. They can call me. If they don't want me back, then, you know, that's that's their decision, you know. And it sounds like he, he – and- I guess maybe he's internally there might be something he, he he's I don't know how much authority he would have because he's the one who, who saw your talent level he's the one who- yeah yeah you know again but there's a uh, it's CBS Sports Radio it's right. uh, you know I have a lawsuit going on right now maybe they want to stay away from that until the lawsuit is settled or mm-hmm. you know when I mean settled until it uh, reaches its finality I I can't speak all I will tell you is okay. I I have the utmost respect. And okay. admiration for Craig Kitchen. He treated me like gold. He was a huge supporter of mine. He yeah. opened up a huge opportunity for me, and I am forever grateful for what he did for me. Well, that's wonderful. That's and you've always been very uh, gracious with your comments. You don't, uh, you never come across as an ego with me. Whenever you make your, you always will preface a statement by, in my opinion, and you know, you tell it like it is. You know, and that's. Right. Uh, that's all you can ask for. I don't need to have nonsense or, or, or Stephen A's nonsense or Skip Clueless. Right. I, I don't like that kind of stuff. But anyway, I'll be tuning in on uh, Monday. And uh, yep. you and Krug, between you and Krug, Krug's, uh, you know, it's a Bay Area. Like, you know, he's been down there. And you know everywhere else. You, and you guys are have a huge – and you guys bring it, man. I mean, I've had fo- people who who – 
Well, they may not like you. They have admitted to me because I'm a fan, and and I'm not. Yep. I told you, but they said, you know what? I don't really like Grandpa Boy. He should have got knowledge, and he's got he brings the knowledge. And they, I had a buddy who listened to you on Rome, and he's like, wow. I said, yeah, Nate knows his stuff, man. If you, and it's because he. You can't take it personally if you're calling him and he's giving no. and he disagrees. Yeah, Just the people that, that you listen, if you're if you're in this business and you're opinionated, you're going to have people that don't like you, but they don't know right. you. They don't they they think they uh, what mm-hmm. I do on the radio is not my real life. In other words, like it's it's what right. I do for a living. It, it, if I'm yelling at somebody on the radio or I call someone an idiot or a moron, most of the people listening agree with me when I do that. It, it doesn't mean that, uh, you know, I'm in uh, I'm a bad person. It just yeah. that's what we do on radio. People have to separate the two. And it doesn't listen. It, it used to bother me a long time ago. And then it, it doesn't bother you anymore because it's impossible. There are people that don't that didn't like. Dan Rather, when he was anchoring the news, they didn't like Walter Cronkite. They didn't like, I can go on and on. Like, you know, we all have likes and dislikes. There are a lot of people out there that can't stand Joe Buck, and yet he's at the very top of his profession. Well, so what? So you think Joe Buck loses sleep over the fact that there are a lot of people that don't like him? I mean, the guy's one of the very best of his generation. That's just the business we're in. You can't please everybody, and you don't try to please everybody. You can't, you know, absolutely. I, I don't, I don't take things personally because I know that's not how you are. No, I, no, I, I don't. Grenade's going to blow. And you know, you even, but you also, I'll leave you real quick. You spoke to the fact that the station encouraged you to be a, a hard ass on, on the color. So part of that they promoted, good. they, the station promoted me that way. Anyone that used to listen to a promo of me on that station, it was always me in somebody's face. Then the grants rant that they wanted me to do and promoted yeah. grants rant. They wanted me to be animated. They wanted me to be in your face and all the promos that they used to run on that station. I could have Charles Barkley on, or I could have a great interview. Yeah. They wouldn't take an excerpt from the interview and go, Hey, listen with grant. They, here weekdays and and all of a sudden you have an interview with charles barkley in a 10 second soundbite oh no 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 they promoted me of yelling at somebody calling someone an idiot blah 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 that's what they wanted that's how they promoted me and you know listen i'm not complaining i had 26 years uh at that radio station i should have never ever been fired for saying all lives matter every single one i mean that should have never happened that's why i'm suing them that's why i have a lawsuit in federal court because i think it I think what I think I was wronged. I think oh, yeah. that, yeah, I mean, I, I can go on and on here. I mean, I filed a lawsuit for a reason. And I'm looking forward to results and I'll just let you go. So I'll be there on, uh, on uh, Monday, 10 o'clock Thank sharp. You. And I'll be calling and we'll talk more about that. Have a great night, man. You t- Thank you, you, Al. It's always fan. good hearing from you. Thank you, buddy. I always appreciate your support. I really do. I really appreciate your support. All right, let's move along here. And we uh, check in with some more phone calls on this Thursday edition of Listen App. we got to get Richard to turn on his microphone. And once he does, I'll be able to say hello to him. All right. There we go. Richard, how are you? You're on with Grant. Richard, you there? All right. Richard, I'm going to put you back in the audience, and then we'll get you right back on because we've got some more people that want to talk as well. All right, it is absolutely uh, great to get to some more phone calls, and we are going to say hello to Sarah. Once Sarah, just got to – there you go. Sarah, how are you today? I'm not too bad. Uh, Grant, how are you doing today? Sarah, I'm very well. Thank you for calling. Well, let me let – me, this is the first time I've ever been able to say this. I'm a long time – and first time, long time listener, first time caller. So, uh, thank you. Please forgive me if I'm a little bit nervous. So, you know what? I'm nervous too. So don't worry about it. We're both nervous. No, I'm just kidding. There's no reason <laughs> to be nervous. There's no reason to be nervous at all. I really appreciate you uh, listening. And what can I do for you, Sarah? Well, um, I know there's been a couple topics that people have been wanting to know about, but let me first start. Uh, with the Masters. Uh, I know it's been a couple of days since the Masters, but I just got to say people like you and um, uh, one of the talk show hosts on the fan in New York, they've been talking about Tiger Woods. And I understand your point of view about Tiger Woods, that sometimes the media overblows it and everything. And I know he's a human being, but for me, it was something different. I needed something to grasp onto. Uh, for the last year and a half, I lost my father to Parkinson's disease. And then just recently, I lost my uh, housemate um, a month ago. And I think with Tiger Woods' story, uh, it, it, it gave me something 
to look forward to with with all the mess that's going on in sports with you know with baseball changing with with the analytics and with the with the lockout and everything and then just seeing tiger woods with that smile and uh what he did to like like you and every like other people say raise the bar and it gave me something to look forward to where i really had an appreciation for golf i remember when you were on khdk you had the uh the uh, golf hour and I never yep. listened and, 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 you know, now because of what, because of the masters, I, I actually like golf more than baseball, believe it or not. Yep. I mean, yeah, Sarah, Tiger Woods has brought millions and millions of people into the sport of golf with his popularity and the TV ratings were through the roof. The exposure for the masters, which is already a, a big tournament, people like yourself, Sarah, that would have never watched it before now got enthralled with it. And when tiger plays at the U S open and the PGA championship, you know, he, he, you'll be watching it because you're like, okay, I got to watch him now. And so you're in, you, there were a lot of people like yourself that are now hooked on golf because of tiger woods. Yeah, and I don't want it to sound like that. That Tiger's Tiger will be the only reason why I'm going to watch golf now. He won't be. Do what will I watch him in, on all the tournaments that he's going to participate in? Yes, but I've actually I kind of kind of got interested in some of the other golfers that may or may not win in the future. But they I I gravitate to specific personalities like uh, a few of them I'll mention like. Um, Rory McIlroy, I really like his personality. I really like uh, Victor Hovland. Um, yep. Obviously, uh, the, the, uh, Scheffler just seems like a likable person. So for me, it's it's going to be more than Tiger. And it, let's just take let's just say Tiger never plays golf again. I'm actually going to watch golf, whether it's the PGA That's great. Masters. You know, I may not watch every golf tournament, but I'll watch the major ones, kind of like in tennis, where you yep. have the four majors throughout the year. So well, that's awesome. I, I know. I just, yeah, it's great. That's awesome. I just want to say thank you for uh, discussing it in the last couple of weeks and, and kind of get me interested. And now now I'm a golf fan. So, um, but yeah, so I, uh, I guess I know uh, Alfred was kind of wondering my thoughts on the on the whole uh, transgendered issue. And, and with that, uh, don't say gay bill, I guess. I'm kind of split down the middle. I understand completely where everybody's coming from, where they don't want uh, the, the whole uh, controversy down everybody's throat, especially uh, do, do I think that sex education should be taught in uh, you know, first grade to third? Of course not. I, I, I would never think that was a good idea. I think for me as a transgender person, I think, um, it, I, I'm kind of looking at it both ways. I kind of, and if anybody wants to chime in, like Alfred, feel free. I'm I'm more than willing to discuss this stuff with everybody. But and I think I it's just, great. I, I want to say I think it's phenomenal that you're calling in and are open about this as a transgender to talk about these issues, because I, I talked about you on a recent show and I said, listen, we all owe it to ourselves to educate ourselves and kind of look at different viewpoints. And quite frankly, you're the first transgender person I've ever talked with. And I learned something from talking with you. So it makes me a better person because I'm more educated. So to have you on and talk about these things, you know what, we can all learn something, even if we don't see the things, the way you see it, we can listen to you, we can learn, and then maybe we we have a different viewpoint. So go ahead. I think this is great that you're on with me. Go ahead. Yeah, of course. And I want to thank you for mentioning me over, over the last couple of weeks, especially on the Larry Kruger show. I really appreciate it. I listened to that yesterday while mm -hmm. I was at work and it was just a great show. But you Thank know, you. I, I can understand where where the where the you know the conservatives might think that it's kind of you know uh, wrong for, to have it taught. But at the same time, I'm looking at it this way. I think we're in the. I, I kind of look at it like Jackie Robinson when like in the movie uh, Forty Two. Mm -hmm. um, it's not always. It's not going to be up to the transgender people to get upset over everything. I think it's going to be up. I think we're in a day and age where it might have to be up to some of the people that are not transgender to stick up for the transgender people to allow them to understand that it's okay to be different because if a transgender gets a person gets upset and, and throws a fit, it's going to look bad where if a regular person like, you know, like you saw in the movie 42, 
um, if a regular, uh, like a regular baseball player that was not black in that movie, they'd stuck up for him. It kind of made things a little bit easier for him to, to, to get through it. Um, there, there have, I, I forgot who called a couple weeks ago, but I remember somebody saying that, um, that the uh, transgender community does have, uh, uh, you know, with the suicide rate, you know, there are people in the LGBT and the transgender community that, that commit suicide. And right. I think that's something that has to be real. It's a delicate situation to where um, transgender people need the support and may, maybe that whole gay bill that's in Florida, maybe it's just being worded wrong. Maybe that's the problem. Could very and well be. Maybe, you know, maybe there needs to be more education and people, more dialogue, like I have done with you in the past. And of course, right now in the show, um, it's just that people need to just uh, kind of like you say about like whether you're black or white, whatever, we're, we're all human beings. And it's it's what's on the inside that counts more than anything else. Amen. Like, and uh, or uh, or yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think you just hit on a on a such an important uh, part It's what's inside of us. And so you bring that up if you don't mind me, because we did talk about this. And I think it would be very nice for you to give your perspective on Leah Thomas and female transgenders, transgenders that are now participating in women's sports who are dominating a lot of times in women's sports like Leah Thomas. What is your thoughts on that? Yeah, as, as I've discussed with you, I think it's just a delicate situation. I do think that transgender people should obviously be able to compete. They've been looking forward to just being comfortable in their own body and, and just being able to be accepted. You know, I don't know what the answer is, just like everybody else. <laughs> right. Uh, maybe a 10 second, uh, uh, you know, give, give, give them the 10 second lead or make an all transgendered, uh, um, category. I don't know. Um, you know, it's, it's just such a delicate situation. And, and as far as I know, these are things that you guys have discussed, uh, uh in the last couple of weeks too, is that I, when it comes to the, like with the hormone therapy, every and everything, I'm, I agree that maybe not before puberty, but maybe if there's enough um, uh, education for the transgendered uh, person that's like the kid that's in the family. And let's just say by the time they reach puberty and if the parents and the child are on the same page, maybe along with, with a therapist, then I think maybe a, right at puberty, I if, 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 if a child can start the therapy at puberty and then by the time they you know they reach 18 19 and are able to compete like in the olympics then may, maybe the maybe it won't be as unfair if if you get what right. i'm saying yeah no i understand I there's a lot of yeah because i agree with you no, go ahead. i do think it's a little bit unfair i think there should be a, a, i think it should be fair for everybody i hate to see that transgender people are getting a little bit of unfair uh, uh, competition against regular people. And it, I just, I want everybody to be fair, but I, just like us discussing this right now and, and last time, I want everybody to be on the same page. That's all I want. Yep. Well, I can't thank you enough for calling in and giving your perspective and having the uh, courage to call in and talk about this uh, because you, the this you know this is a primarily a sports show, but I do like going outside the the box sometimes. The reality is is that transgenders participating in sports is going to become more prevalent. I told yeah. you the story of one of my best friends who has a daughter that's transitioning into a son, and there's a you know over 50 of her fellow students in high school were the same way. So this is becoming more prevalent. It's becoming now a part of our society more so than it ever has been. And I think it's important that all of us educate ourselves and keep an open mind. I, You know how I feel. I feel that Leah Thomas participating was unfair based on the way the rules are set up. I'm okay, and I think that transgenders should have an opportunity to compete yeah. in sports. I believe that they should, but there needs to be an equitable uh, set of rules where it's fair for everyone. And I, and I, listen, Sarah, I don't have the answer to that. You gave a, you know, and I did say, well, maybe we could give someone a, a head start, or I don't know how you would determine that. But the point is, all I want is it, 
I want sports competition to be fair when it starts. That's all I ask for. Just make it fair when it starts. That's all. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, and, and like I said at the when I first called in, if anybody like Alfred, because I know he was wondering, sure. if anybody wants to do like a little round table like we did a, uh, a month yep. or two ago, whatever it was, if you have any questions for me, I am more than willing to come on the show more often and answer questions and, and being able to discuss this stuff. That's awesome. I, 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 at the end of the day, like you said, we are all people and, and, you know, what you did at KHTK and with the tweet and everything was not wrong. You know, I've supported you over the years and, and it's just, I, I think at the end of the day, we are all people, we all need to get along and, and it's just, just live our life to, to the fullest because life is short and, and it's just, it's just, I'm, I've never been as happy as I am now, uh, being alive. And, and I, th- I, I never would have done this years ago, but, uh, uh, you've, you've made it a lot easier for me to come on the show today and, and have an open discussion about this stuff. Well, I respect you so much. You know that, and you've taught me, uh, things that I did not know. You've helped me, uh, see a different part of the world and how, you know, You've, you've helped me also understand things that I didn't understand before, but you put it very eloquently the way you just described it. And I, I have nothing but the utmost respect for you. And I'll tell you, you are, you are welcome to call this show anytime you want. I think it would be great, you know, if you could call in more often and we could get conversations like this rolling. Uh, I think it would benefit a lot of us. So, hey, I hope you have a good rest of the day. I, I can't thank you enough for calling in. I really appreciate it. Yeah, if, if if you don't mind, I just wanted to talk about a couple other things. Yeah, um, please go ahead. I just, I just one of the things I know we talked about in the in the direct message is is that, you know, I I really I just it's really sucks that 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 the A's are in this situation. I it, trust me, if I if I if I had the money, if I had the time, I would go to a lot more A's games and and do do my part to keep them from um, possibly moving. And it's just it's just it's just a really uh, sad situation what's going on there. And and you are right, you know, at least at least the A's are putting product on the field unlike the Kings and, and, yep. and hearing, hearing that, that, that Alvin Gentry just got fired and, uh, or let go. And, 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 and it's just, it's, it, it's just so sad to see the, the sec, our, our Sacramento Kings, uh, continue to be in this, uh, whirlpool of a mess. And, and it just, it doesn't, doesn't seem like we're ever going to yep. get out of this mess. No. By the way, the A's are off to another good start at four and three. You know, again, it just seems like that it doesn't really matter what they do. They find a way to win games. Now, again, I know it's only the second week of the season, so I don't want to get carried away. But still, yeah. that that's that's pretty damn impressive. I know. I know. I was talking to my best friend. I, I was like, I'm making a little bit of a joke. I said, man, 2022 World Series, here we come. It's like, <laughs> I mean, they, they just took three or four games from Tampa. Uh, on the road. I mean, Tampa's a really good team and they just won, you know, three or four. So, you know, uh, the A's just, uh, they, they, they defy the odds sometimes when you look at their roster, you know? Yeah, I know. I, I just, I just hope that they can continue to do it. I hope they can find a way to stay in Oakland. Most likely they're not, but, um, we'll see what happens. Um, I can't, I know there's a couple other things I want to discuss, but I can't think of them at the moment. Well, you call just, call again, call again next week or whenever, and we'll we'll get him. You don't have to cover everything at once, but I want to thank you very much for calling the show, and uh, I'll look forward to your call again. Okay. Hey, no problem. I might even try to call again tomorrow. 
All right. I look forward to it, Sarah. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. It's what I love about doing this show on Listen App. It's so awesome. I mean, it really is. For me to be able to reach out to people and to be able to talk to people like Sarah and just, you know, everything else that we discuss here. Yeah, it's primarily sports, you know, but we, we will go outside the box sometimes with Sarah and getting to know her and learn about her transition. And she just said she's the happiest she's ever been in her life. Isn't that what life is all about? Life is short. Be happy. Richard, what's going on today? Richard. Richard, you know that I love talking to you, but every time you come on, we have an issue. Are you there, buddy? Going once. Going twice. Richard. Something's wrong with your connection, Richard. I appreciate you trying, all right? Try again tomorrow, all right, because we're going to wrap up the show for today. Hey, I want to thank everyone for listening. Really interesting conversation today. I want to thank Sarah particularly for having the courage to call up and talk about these important topics, regardless of how you feel about it. We need to have discussion on everything. So uh, I'm very happy that we're able to do that. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow. We'll do it again. 3 o'clock Pacific, 6 o'clock Eastern. Make it a fabulous rest of the day. And thank you so much for listening to Grant Napier here on Listen Up. Bye-bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.